What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked. It's episode 400 of IGN's weekly Xbox podcast. 400, that's a lot of... It's a nice round number. That's a lot of weeks. Uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Coming up on this week's show, some big rumors swirling about Project Scarlet and that it may no longer be two Scarlet consoles, but rather just one. We'll talk all about that. Plus, uh, more big news for Remedy and Alan Wake. You're going to want to stay tuned for this. Plus, EA's executives making a gesture of sorts in the wake of a disappointing year. Glenn Schofield, he of Dead Space and Call of Duty fame, is set up shop at a new studio uh, in, a, in a place you probably wouldn't expect. All that and more coming up on Unlocked, episode 400. Podcast Unlocked. I still got it. That was a good intro, right? That's 400 of these. I mean, they're not all mine. Most of them are. I think 57 or 58 was my first episode. When you took over? Yeah, when I joined. I, I remember I did an, unlo- an unlocked episode the first day. My first day here, <laughs> yeah. I came right in and said, all right, we're doing this. That's sort of the IGN way. Yeah, like right you, into the fire. You start during E3. or yep. you start, like, When I started, they were like, hey, here's your podcast show. It's all about Smite. And I was like, I don't know what a <laughs> podcast is. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Ryan McCaffrey, as I mentioned, alongside me, Brandon Tyrell. Hello, hello. And Destin Legary. Bam. There it is. Waiting for it. Hello. Got it. Uh, good to hear from you both. Miranda Sanchez is on assignment covering the Anime Expo, which I told her before she left yesterday, I'm mad at the Anime Expo for her. Every year, apparently, it's it's not only over 4th of July weekend, it starts on the 4th of July, Oof. and it's a convention in the United States. Yeah. It's actually at the L.A. Convention Center where E3 was, yeah, it's, so she gets this freakish deja vu. It's like a, exactly a month <laughs> after E3. Yeah, uh, and she was thinking, oh, you know, she, has, she had a sound theory, which was that, you know, people are already taking time off, so they're more likely to attend, and the mm. attendance of the conference is higher. Like, and then I told her, well... My cynical view, not not to only to add on to hers, not to not to replace or take away from it, is I'll bet the uh, the convention center rate is a lot cheaper on oh, on Fourth of July because no one else wants it. Maybe really, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know. So. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I have that like, totally back. Like everybody but, uh, has vacation on July Fourth. Like for most people, it's a convention to go and spend time with your friends, right? But for us, it's work. Like well, we gotta, for her, we gotta, yeah, we yeah. got to go and cover it. But she loves anime, so she does. It's it's sort of a, a weird mix where mm-hmm. most people are probably just going to have a good time. But uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised you would think that it would be cheaper on July Fourth. I think it'd be more expensive, wouldn't it? I, more I, tourists, you know. I wonder how many other conventions yeah. are vying for that lucrative. That's July what I'm 4th saying. Weekend. Like who's who's like a guns in ammo. <laughs> who's knocking down the door? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> a monster truck rally. It's Sundays <laughs> in the West Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot, yeah. Gravedigger, Bald Eagle Con 2019, <laughs> this July 4th, freedom's Actually, gonna ring. If I would love to watch a monster truck rally inside the convention center, if not for the fumes that would kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. Since it's a uh, they would know, install enclosed. <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, gentlemen, it is episode 400, hey. and I have learned in my seven years here at IGN, I'm not good at milestone shows. 
Greg Miller was always great at those. He was so good at those. I'm sure he still is uh, marking, uh, you know, since Kind of Funny is a good, they've probably had some good milestones by now after what, four or five years. But yeah, I, I managed to do uh, 201, what was the best episode ever with, with Phil Spencer, Seamus Blackley, and Peter Moore. And we had I thought I thought we had a great show last week with Rod Ferguson. Yeah, three ninety nine. Yeah, three ninety nine. But <laughs> just keeping him on the toes. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't seem to hit the actual milestone show itself. I got, I managed to get Elon Musk for episode two hundred of my Tesla podcast, <laughs> but I I can't seem to make it work here for whatever reason. So if you were hoping or expecting for some big super cool thing today. I'm sorry. It didn't happen. <laughs> but we're definitely going all out for 500. So you just have to hang tight for 100 are, more episodes. You know what's the, pr- the yes, part of the right. problem? No, just go with it. <laughs> just go with it. Our milestones, at least the the even like 100 ones, since, mm-hmm. it, it, since we're pretty good about staying religious with the show almost every week, except for the end of the year. I guess we'll usually skip one over the holidays. Yeah. Take generally. a break. But uh, they always fall right around E3. Like 200 was right before E3. 201 was supposed to be 200, but the timing didn't work out. That makes sense. 50 ish. Yeah, right. A year. Yeah. yeah. I guess we try to do. I guess we try to do 51 shows a year. Yeah. Usually, it no. hopefully works. We have yeah. to miss more than just one a one a year. Well, right? but we just plan. We only out. plan yeah. to ever miss one a year. The mm. one at the end of the year. Anyway, no one cares about this. This is a boring conversation. Hey everyone, let's talk about <laughs> podcasting logistics. Podcast schedules. Uh, Welcome to the podcast podcast. Yeah, let's. Uh, we got plenty of news to get to this week. That's the nice part is I guess we're far enough away from E3 things are starting where to, yeah. things are starting to pick up. So let's do that right now. <laughs> you don't like the bump? I, I totally, totally forgot that about the song. <laughs> so I, yeah. like, I totally forgot about the sting. <laughs> World News Tonight with Ryan McCaffrey. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, you know, there was, there have been, but then last week there wasn't because we just had Rod in the, yeah. back in the proper studio, which we then immediately, we, we literally tore down the house. Yeah. We, we, we tore the walls down. It was like, uh, did you ever watch, what was that cool but short-lived HBO show about the record company guy in the 70s? Oh yes, I do know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, that's dead air. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, there like in the in the pilot of that, he like goes to this nightclub and it just the house gets literally rocked down. That's what we did last week. We were we rocked. It was the a house long walk with Rod, wasn't it? it went, especially since I couldn't remember the name of the show, yeah. and neither could you. How how engaging. <laughs> If you're not if you're not aware, IGN our our headquarters in San Francisco, we're building out new studios, four new studios. So we had one studio that has been basically our functional home for eight, seven, eight years now. Yeah, I think it was built before I got here because Destin, I think did you you started a, like a number of months a, before I did, right? It's always been here. Yeah, well, it's not, always I thought it always, was built like, out. For, I've been will. here eight years, so yeah. it's been here at least. So there you eight. go. It's been yeah. and uh, yeah. So IGN IGN Studio is no more. It is now IGN Studios, and um, hopefully we move over there. Yeah. So than for later. for those of you who really like the video episode, and we hear all of you on YouTube, believe me, on the YouTube comments <laughs> and, and Twitter, and you're annoyed with the little uh, closet 
space setup we we have going on right now, you'll probably be happy, I hope, in another yeah. short number of weeks' time. I don't want to put next a date week. Might, might be the week after. Hopefully. They're right. really close to finishing. Yeah. yeah. So four new studios will have a dedicated space for podcasting, which should make things much faster, much easier to... And much prettier. ...sit down and set up, and it'll look great. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, let's do some news here. Uh, Therat.com, which has a, a pretty decent track record with Microsoft hardware rumors, specifically over the years, they are saying that Xbox Scarlet, Project Scarlet, might now, in fact, just be one console rather than two. So it was Anaconda was going to be the high-end one, and Lockhart, the uh, lower-spec, cheaper model. And they are claiming... So the site claims developers were potentially having trouble focusing on consoles with two different sets of specs Mm -hmm. and were putting a focus on the lower-end Lockhart specs instead of the the higher-end Anaconda, ultimately sacrificing performance in the process. Additionally, the site says Microsoft's Project X Cloud streaming service might be a factor in removing the cheaper console as it could theoretically stream next-gen quality performance through a slew of low-power devices, making Lockhart a redundancy. Ultimately, Therat suggests Microsoft is streamlining the next generation of Xbox by keeping Scarlet as one console. I fully support this. This sounds totally fine. Doesn't it? Like, you know, splitting your SKUs is a weird move at this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Now, to, to, to be fair, to, to uh, I guess, wouldn't quite be the devil's advocate position in this, but the 360, mm-hmm. as we, we think of that as Microsoft's dominant console mm-hmm. that ruled the world, it it was a two-skew console. Wasn't it a three? Uh, not at first. It was no, a premium and arcade. Right you had the arcade, mm-hmm. yeah, with yeah. no hard drive. Premium yeah. and arcade. So, And no one wanted the lower-end one. No. No one. But, yeah. Realistically, it was. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did the arcade version? You could still put a hard drive in, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, could yeah. Buy a hard drive later. It can, yeah. you you had to like buy the if, little drive. So it was it was technically one SKU. Just one came with the premium came with a hard drive. That's and the arcade okay. not. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. They, the 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 consoles were the same spec. Yes, but mm-hmm. they but they were effectively. You know, it probably had the same effect in the marketplace, what mm-hmm. Microsoft's mm-hmm. maybe thinking here of... Now, granted, that wouldn't have confused developers because they're coding to the same box like right. Theron's mm-hmm. reporting here. But, yeah, I mean, nobody wanted the arcade SKU. Uh, certainly, it, it was, I think, two ninety nine for that one and, and it was definitely three ninety nine mm-hmm. for the premium. But, yeah, I mean, to me, this feels like Microsoft is heading off what could have been... A repeat. A, ma- a yeah. massive, like, almost Xbox One caliber mistake in that if if they got wind or, you know, that developers were going coding for the lower end one, which you, as a developer, it makes sense in that, you know, you're, you're you lowest common the lowest denominator common and then you can yeah. scale from there. It's, it's just inherently putting the Scarlet at a disadvantage mm-hmm. to games that are Hard coded for PS5, mm-hmm. for which w- what will presumably be a you know close to Lockhart give or take level. Yeah, that, that this could have been this could have been a real bad bad idea had it been seen to fruition. They they talk about XCloud in here, and I think that that's a reasonable reason <laughs> to not 
have the lower skew because basically you could have a standard Xbox and play high-end games on your standard Xbox if it if it's like an app. Like you don't need a high-end box. That's the whole purpose of having this cloud-based gaming service that they're developing. So the redundancy angle is sound. It makes sense to me. Yeah, there were a lot of rumors kind of swirling around about Lockhart, right? Like it was going to be the effectively the all digital version of whatever the next gen Xbox, the next box is going to be. Um, but yeah, uh, Project X Cloud seemingly makes that redundant. I think you also brought up an awesome point, which is that anytime you release a new console in two different SKUs, you automatically introduce inherently just market confusion, right? Uh, moms or grandmas or dads or grandpas who want to go buy a console for their kid, like they don't necessarily, they're not, you know, fully up to it. So uh, maybe up to speed on it. So if they're looking at, well, this one's a hundred dollars cheaper, why don't we just buy this one? Like that could potentially, you know, cause, <laughs> uh, you know, cause people to not quite have the same experience of a truly next gen box. And then of course, like you said, developers, if, Xbox is in a really, really uh, great place right now. And in fact, it's really one of the only feathers in their cap where the Xbox One X is just hands down the best place to play third party. Absolutely. Mm. So if you introduce two different SKUs and developers start building, you know, Activision isn't going to put the time and resources to make the best optimized version of Call of Duty, whatever. That's true. For two different things. Yes, they'll be different and one will be better than the other for sure. But if you're trying to compare a Xbox skew of a game versus whatever is going to come out uh, and be on the PS5, like you're really, really, really running the risk to lose that that position of power mm-hmm. where you are just the best console to play. You know, maybe you don't have the exclusives. Hopefully, that changes next gen. But right now, uh, you know, Call of Duty, Battlefield, whatever it is, the Xbox is the best place to play it, and Microsoft would be crazy, in my opinion, to to sort of give that up. They have the raw power right now. And that's that's one thing that's sort of driving them and keeping them going. Yeah. I mean when you're when you're going to be facing what is almost certainly one PlayStation 5 device. Absolutely. To have two different spec Xboxes going up against that just seems like asking for confusion yeah. and asking for there's, trouble there just seems like more reasons not to do it than there are to do it. and you know smarter people than us are, sure. are in a boardroom somewhere going like well actually no it makes a lot of business sense but i'm really i'm really happy i'm like one focused expression of whatever xbox is going to be in the future well and i i'll go back to uh so i read uh robbie Bach's book that he he came he went, came around on a book tour. He was one of my first unfiltered guests back after I launched that show, which is gosh, like was that three years ago now, something like that. But um, and so I read his book, and it was very interesting because it talks about sort of the first half of the books about Xbox, and the second half of the books about sort of his life after Xbox. And but what's interesting in the fr- in that front half that's that's Xbox related is uh, you know he starts with original Xbox, but then when he, he talks about the 360 mm-hmm. plan and that and their whole plan was. To get the hardcore gamers on board first, and then from there, if you could get them, then you could add other features, things like a Netflix app sure. and, and other sort of more the wide-reaching things that, that could bring in more people. But you had to get those the early adopters, the hardcore gamers who would buy it and use it and love it and tell their friends, which is exactly what happened with this generation with the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Is you know the the narrative was set real early, 
and all the all the hardcore people went and they they went PlayStation this mm-hmm. generation, and Sony never looked back. Um, and to me, this is a situation where maybe Microsoft still comes with a Lockhart way later. You know, maybe it's a year later or two years later, and they you know, but they they get their foot in. Their their narrative is all about Anaconda that and first bam power. This thing is super powerful. Sure, it's five hundred bucks, whatever. But so it's I'm sure it's going to be the same price as the PS5. I imagine they got to be. Yeah. And you know, this thing is it's just muscle that's made for gaming. And then later, after you've established the core audience, you could come in with oh well, okay, well we've got a here's a lower spec version mm-hmm. as well Absolutely. that's cheaper that uh, you know maybe now some other we get some other people in there, some you know, cast the wider net a little bit. So this feels like a thing. Is what I'm trying to say is that that could still be a good idea down the road. I think two things are going to happen in the future. You know, you're talking a lot about power and you know the the best console to play third party games. All that's true, but if XCloud or Stadia end up being successful, then they're just going to make consoles sort of pointless. Like they're not really going to be necessary. Not anymore. for a while. But if they are successful and they're able to deliver what they're saying they can. I don't think that's true. Yeah. But if they are, then eventually, five, ten years down the road, consoles are kind of just going to be a place that you stream your games to. It's not really going to be as often that you're upgrading and such. Uh, Inversely, if they fail, uh, I mean, maybe it'll take a little bit longer. I don't think they're quite where they need to be yet. There's still latency and stuff playing Gears of War and Halo. There's latency on the input based on what we played at E3 in that environment. Mm -hmm. But it's it's close. It's close. I just. I mean, it's also regional, right? Like mm-hmm. America's broadband infrastructure does not support a total move to streaming. No, it's, especially it's right, not for 8K. Yeah. And then, well, you know, yeah, ban- <laughs> bandwidth caps and four 4G LTE versus with the 5G we don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Microsoft has proven this generation in particular. Uh, woe to many who are looking for software, but they are very good at iterative hardware. I mean, how many SKUs have they released this generation? Four? Uh, the, a lot. Maybe. The one, the S, and the X. And the all digital? Yeah, four. Oh, that four. new one, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. four total. I mean, look, they released the all digital, and I remember, like, f- rewind to what six months ago when we're talking about this less than that three months ago we're like what is the point of this box i don't understand it right now i do test the water test the water and also set something up for uh project x cloud right like Mm -hmm. you are now look stadia runs off an ultra cast which is basically a thumb drive you plug into your tv Mm mm-hmm um, if you if you buy an all digital version of whatever the next box is for two hundred dollars less, a hundred dollars less, hundred fifty dollars less, whatever it ends up being, um, then you just buy into Project X Cloud and you still have, uh, you know, you still have your internal hard drive that's admittedly going to be fairly small, I'm sure, but you can still download your digital games and play them like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the it makes sense. It, it always there always used to be kind of a. a, a it's not a saying, I guess, but sort of a an adage that the most powerful console was never the one that won. I mean, the Wii kind of set that trend out, right? Yeah, but even um, I think you could probably go back. Uh, you know, like even I guess the PS One probably wasn't as powerful as like the Atari Jaguar from a tech, just raw technical mm. kind of perspective. But anyway, yeah, um, I, I actually think that's not true anymore, and I think it the raw power matters a lot more. I think this generation showed us that when. 
when you saw the beginning of the generation of people just side-by-siding stuff at 900p on Xbox One yeah, yeah. versus 1080p with you know maybe some nicer stuff going on as well on PS4 and then carried forward Xbox One X definitively you know Red Dead Redemption 2 being sure. probably the the quintessential example of like this is you play that on Xbox yeah. objectively a higher performing game mm-hmm. on an Xbox One X than it is on a PS4 Pro so yeah I I just don't I think Microsoft they've they've thankfully stayed clear enough in their vision that they're like no we we need to be right if not number 1 in power like just right you know indistinguishably close right so I mean, you have to be. Otherwise, like you said at the very beginning of the segment, yeah, you the run, narrative you, runs away from you. Me. Run the risk of losing the narrative right out of the gate again. And yeah. I'm not going to say Microsoft can't afford to do that again. I mean, that company, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not doing, going out of business anytime doing soon. They're fine. Uh, it would really, really maybe be not a death blow, but it would be bad for the well, brand. Well, it would it brand. would undermine the efforts that Phil Spencer and the Xbox team have been making over the last four something years of you know rebuilding the entire brand and you know investing in 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 what eight new studios something like that mm-hmm. uh and uh purchasing a bunch more yeah well total is from oh, creating total or, or, no it's in the no no i mean f- but since just over the last four years oh you know, yes it, yeah it was seven last year double fine this the, year yeah the, uh, the you know preparation eight. for next year right all it would just undermine all that stuff yeah. if uh if you're game pass yep. x cloud backwards me- compatibility the messaging that they're they're really selling right now which is yeah. like xbox is is your home for gaming um it would be equivalent to like a stumble at the finish line. I think they are in such a good place right now. And sure, you could you could have the exclusive talk all day long as much as you want, but Xbox Live is what really changed last generation. Yes, and they You're are totally they, right. They are setting themselves up to have the infrastructure to really be. And I'll probably end up eating my words on this, but like the best ecosystem for gaming for the next generation. I mean, it's just by the sheer volume of different services they provide. You know, it's funny. I almost think of it. You said, uh, you said the 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 end of the race. I I almost think of it as at this point, it's like a um, a relay race. Yeah. Where they, Mike, each, each generation they hands the off. Baton. Well, then, yeah, go for like three sixties, like. Just booking it around the just track, Usain just, Bolt, <laughs> and then you hand off to. It's like it's like Don Matrick in a in a in a tiny shorts and a tank yeah. top, standing there like ready to grab just high knee, grab it, it grab the, the baton, and he's like he just grabs it and just eats it right into the pavement. Yeah, just face bloodied, uh, everyone's laughing. Yeah, and then he just. He tries to get up and and trips over his own shoelaces, uh, and then they say, "Listen, Don, just get off the track. We're gonna sub in a new. Yeah. We're gonna sub in <laughs> you know, a new runner here." Phil Spencer is like <laughs> the dad in the stands who sees his son fall and then goes down and picks him up and walks him across the finish line, like hang your head high, son. And then and now finally, you know, finally got but some got some good. In uh, reality, he kind of pushed him down <laughs> before the finish line got and said, "You know what? Form. I'm just gonna handle this." <laughs> You got, and then they've got some good form now. They're they're running a steady race. 
getting some momentum, and they're getting ready to hand off that baton again. They're they're a good two lengths ahead right now. Yeah, they're right? they're in good shape. So it's just just, don't, just good handoff. Just this is what firm we're grips. For. Firm grips, guys. <laughs> wipe um, wipe your wipe the sweat off your palms right. before you do this. Um, before we move on from this segment, we're inevitably going to talk about this again, probably many times, but. What do you guys think for if we're down to down to one console now? What is the name, the official name of, I mean, of Scarlet? I really what like it. I really like Anaconda. It will not be that. <laughs> I can pretty much. We we no, we don't. do this. We we've done this now. This is the third generation we've done this be, ever since the Xbox 360 mm-hmm. wasn't going to be called the Xbox Two. Yeah. So um, I never would have seen 360 coming. I hated 360 when I heard it. Yeah. And then. About like two weeks later, I was fi- I was just numb to it and didn't care anymore, and it was fine. And then the 360 just became like we don't even have to say Xbox. You just say the 360. Yeah, everybody knows what you're talking about. But you don't say the one. That's Neo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody nobody That's says true. the one. That's true. Um, so you know there is no console. There's uh, there the the inevitably the the ones that have been on the list. For the sure. last two generations. I mean, it was going to be 720 and Xbox Infinite. Next, Xbox Infinite. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys, you guys got any good ideas? I mean, what this thing should be called. With Halo Infinite being a launch title, it would make sense to have it be the Xbox Infinite this time around. Oh, I like that. Kind of like, I mean, Nintendo always did, you know, like Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World on the, mm-hmm. on the, uh, I guess that's a bad example because Mario was always super, not always, but. Effectively, always Super Mario Brothers, but like yeah, in the beginning, Super. Were. Uh, what were some of the? There were like a million games that were they, Super Super Star Wars on the Super, Super NES. Contra. Super Contra, thank you. I don't remember either of those games. Yeah. What? Yeah, I was a Genesis kid. We'll just keep talking, Destiny. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare me? Uh, <laughs> you take your talk. take your better EA Sports games on the Genesis, and we'll just wait. No, I had a Genesis also. Joe Montana Quarterback Club. I loved it. Super Magic. Oh, no, no. 94. Look back to pass. <laughs> that was um, Touchdown. so, that was like just incredible at the time. I just love that you guys are giving me shit talking about a Sega console in lieu of a Nintendo console on an Xbox podcast. No, just breaking your boss. I like Infinite. I like just Xbox, like drop all the monikers. What about like Next yeah. Box? No. And I'm, no, still, like I'm still pushing for this. So I saw a magazine or was. I don't know if they're Next, what? Still Next Box? There was a magazine called Next Box, I believe. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Really. Uh, I mean, come on. I'll, I'll get it inside. I, who knows? Like, if they were smart, they'd call it the Xbox Six. <laughs> so, I, seriously, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be the. It can't be the Xbox. I mean, this is a company that skipped nine altogether. Just went from Windows eight to Windows ten. Yeah, well, so they're, they're yeah, they're not above such a thing. Uh, they're not going to call it the Xbox Two, right? No, like they can't. No, that would you, that would you're, be you're, marketing wise. That would be putting yourself at such. Yeah, a you're, you, they're going to distance themselves so hard from the Xbox One. That's a really good point as well. What if they just call it Xbox? Well, that's and that, that's, that's what Destin what was just saying. Like yeah. and I like Infinite. I remember I made that argument uh, last time. That and, and, I, and I still think it's a good argument. My logic is that. It's like a reset for them. Yes. Right. Mm. And um, I think they would go into that with like, this is a new generation and we're kind of resetting, learning from our mistakes and we're launching right with the new Xbox. 
That's just so and interesting. Colloquially, it'll be new Xbox. I don't know how marketing teams or brand managers or any of that stuff works, but I imagine they sit down and they're like, okay, we need a name that encompasses everything this is going to do. It's for hardcore gamers. It'll be the most powerful console. It's the best play to, place to play your games. It, enco- it encompasses great value in Game Pass. How do you define and, and when all you, of that? And when you type it into Google, it doesn't mean something horribly offensive in another language. Oh, yeah, that's... In another culture. There's that, yeah. Yeah, we it's want, a real thing. We want to you gotta, that. You got to not do that. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, Xbox seems like the hard reset, like the... the this is the, I think the, the reemergence only, of the brand. The only issue with that, the, with that one is what happens when they're almost certainly, like, I would bet a month's worth of lunches on it that there will be a, you know, that there will be another mid-cycle refresh for that console. Sure. You know, what do you call that then? If if you have the Xbox and then what's, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, Apple did it. What if they blow our minds? It's just, it's the X circle. It's just a round console. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Apple did it with uh, iPad. That one fell flat. They just, I like Infinity as an alternative. Infinity. Yeah, you start. Supposed to in, yeah. Xbox yeah. Infinity, Xbox Infinite? Infinite, yeah. I th- wasn't Infinity the one that that we we thought we had on good authority from a developer last time? Maybe. Heading into this generation. I feel like I feel like that was the one. And then we suspected later that Microsoft just told developers <laughs> the wrong one in case yeah, they leaked or, it. Yeah, or or well, yeah, that that could be too like getting ahead of the curve. It could also be the fact that, I mean, these discussions go on for years. And at one point, they were leaning pretty heavily toward infinity. And right. somebody was having a drink or lunch with their friend and was like, oh, yeah, I think it's going to be infinity. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Looking you know? up the Soros words for infinity. And then it changed throughout. Because then you can do your logo as the yeah. the, the Xbox logo with the in- infinity mm-hmm. symbol. Man. That'd be cool. I mean, you could still do that even if you called it infinite, too. You could still get away yeah. with that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I like Infinite. I honestly I mean, it feels good. Especially, I, I do like. I almost kind of. I like the Halo synergy too, because yeah. you know Microsoft and, hasn't really been able to to achieve that synergy with Halo because they haven't had it at a platform launch mm-hmm. in forever. It also works well with the uh, the idea of X Cloud. That's a great space. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's a great point. Although infinite I think, possibilities. Yeah, I think that's probably as close to the cloud as they want to get. Mm-hmm. As far as branding goes, right? Yeah. Just last. Well, it works well with the other messaging that they want to do around the console. Yeah. Just 13 was, 2013, you know, when they debuted, it was the always-on generation, right? The all-in generation. And I think they are going to be very, very careful about positioning themselves as this is exactly the same experience that you know and love and if you want to buy into more of our ecosystem in the cloud, then that's on you. But they're not going to sell that. Like Nintendo, that. That is not going to be their first. Yeah. Nintendo album. came out and called something a Wii, and it sold better than anything else. So, Yeah, maybe maybe they, this whole conversation yeah. is pointless. It doesn't really matter. No. It's interesting, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, it's just for fun. All right. I yeah. think we're yeah. all <laughs> feeling pretty good about Infinite, though. We'll yeah, just see. Like Bookmark it. Episode 400. Xbox Come Infinite. back in, oh, Nine, eight, eight to ten months or so when they officially it's announce the so thing. Soon. <laughs> it will. I mean, assuming they do an event ahead of E3 like they did like last a, generation. Like a March or May event. There's no reason they won't. I mean, they've already been talking about it. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to just wait till E3. Yeah, they'll de- be an event. The debut 
prior to E3, the full deep dive at E3. Exactly. On sale fall yeah. 2020. Yep. Yeah, yeah it was... Uh, now, last generation, Sony went... They unveiled the PlayStation 4 in February of 2013. And then Microsoft sat idle until May. See? Even them getting out ahead again. Well, exactly. I mean, that was... You know, this, that's all anybody talked about was the PS4 for three months until Microsoft came and then they fell on their faces at the TV, TV, TV event. So I actually just watched that video again. I, yeah, I mean... Nine million views on YouTube. <laughs> I, I, I would expect that Microsoft won't... It'll be sooner rather than later. They're not going to wait till May when E3's in June. Yeah, I agree. It'll be earlier in 2020, I think. And we know Sony's already positioning. They're getting ready to start talking about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, like just, what was it, two months ago? That Wired article came out, or was it Wired, or was yeah, it? Yeah, it was Wired. Was the, it Wired? Where they with just, Mark Cerny? Mark Cerny, just super kind of high level, mm-hmm. and it it dominated the news cycle for two to three weeks. Like that's all. That was by anything with the word PS five in it was by and large the best traffic on our site, right? For that, I, that period, I'm incredibly curious about their tech, and I haven't heard much about Xbox's tech comparatively. So their hard drive on the PlayStation 5, is able to load a game faster than an SSD on a computer. Well, I and Microsoft it. appears to be doing the same thing. They talked about it in, at E3. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I think they're both employing similar but, tech. But we haven't seen that timing test that we saw from PlayStation. That's true. That was leaked. That's very true. And extrapolating on that, I tried a test with Grand Theft Auto where I used a PlayStation 4 standard with mm-hmm. Spider-Man, a PlayStation 4 standard with like an SSD, and then a, a PC with GTA installed with an M2 drive. Uh, and none of them could load the game that fast. An M2 drive is like no loading time. It's like one of the fastest hard drives you can buy right now. So whatever proprietary drive Sony is developing to reduce load times is incredibly impressive. And I, I'm really curious to see where Xbox's, I assume M2 SSD style drive is going to land compared to where Sony's ended up landing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, too, if it's easier for them. And again, I am not a technical wizard or anything. Dustin, you know way more about this than I do. But uh, when you buy parts uh, that are then used to assemble a computer, they're not specifically made for each exactly. other. So, so well, there is sh- still some loss right there, right? Cause actually, usually when you buy like a motherboard, you want to buy a very specific RAM type. There, it comes with a RAM list of like what you're supposed to buy. Okay. Yeah, and you can buy other stuff. But as I discovered with my process, I'm like, oh, I want to get the biggest RAM stick. And it actually doesn't. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it wasn't compatible with the board, so the board couldn't never boot. And I, I had a huge headache. And then a buddy of mine that builds computers regularly, he's like, make sure you buy RAM off the approved vendor list. And then uh, as soon as I did that, everything works great. And the computer's, yeah. computer's pretty sweet now. But, but to uh, the original yeah. point, Sony is building a machine where they know every single one of these machines will have the exact Exactly. Parts. And they're called yeah. custom built for one purpose, mm-hmm. which, which PCs just can't yeah. be. Yeah, and Xboxes are uh, Radon for Radeon, or however you say it, Radeon. for Radeon. the... Um, Graphics drivers mm-hmm. that has been forever, basically, and then well, uh, yeah, since the 360, the original Xbox had an Nvidia in it. Yeah, well, AM, AMD. They're, they're also a hardware company, so yeah, they AM, know how to partner well. AMD is in the PS5 or PS4 as well, right? Did you say Microsoft's a hardware company or Sony? Who are you talking about? Ooh, both. Oh, yeah, actually, both. I work mean, on, make hardware. They do. 
But mm-hmm. Microsoft's a software company. That's true. Well, like with Windows, <laughs> Microsoft. Sony's a, a hardware they, company. Microsoft is a conglomerate. They are now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they do everything. Um, but yeah, I think AMD You're AMD right, came through with just like the lowest bid, right? And they. Uh, and for both of them, yeah. I mean, the, the AMD powered, you know, the, the PS4 and the Xbox One, mm-hmm. and uh, they're in. I guess we know for sure that they're in the Scarlet, right? Thought that was. I believe so. I have to go back somebody, and check. Yeah, I but, read it. I think I read an article that was basically like Nvidia owns the majority of the market share for PC, right? But AMD is maintaining their foothold in the in that industry because but, they mass manufacture for consoles. Yeah, the competitors are AMD on graphics cards and NVIDIA and basically nobody else. Yeah. Um, and then... Two-party system. Yeah, CPU, it's Intel and AMD. Mm-hmm. So not only do they do graphics cards, they also do other components. Mm-hmm. that Like Intel and NVIDIA are separate Processors, companies. Yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. And then RAM's all over the place. Like AMD doesn't make RAM. It's in, because Intel's the leader in that industry as well, right? In RAM? RAM? No, 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 in processors. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you have NVIDIA, the leader in the GPU, mm-hmm. Intel, the uh, leader in the, uh, the CPU, but AMD is sort of second place in both of those industries. Mm-hmm. Not a bad place to be. Yeah. Well, it goes back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes so it back to like out, Nintendo, right? right? Like the Wii. The Wii was everybody's second console. You owned mm-hmm. an Xbox or you owned a PlayStation. And did we. Right. And so if you're number two for everybody, you're number one overall. Right? <laughs> it's a weird logic, but it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, fun talk. Enough of this. <laughs> let's let's keep the fun rolling, though. Alan Wake. Alana's not here to tell us how much she hates the game, thankfully. So we can celebrate it. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, Alana. It's a great you know game. What? I got a confession, you guys. Oh, no. I've never played Alan Wake. Okay, well, never playing it's different from the, than not liking it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I I probably hopped in and played the intro, but I've never like played through the whole. I campaign. think it holds up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's because it's yeah. I think it's it's a slower paced yeah. sort of. I mean, thematic experience. It, it's a it's a single player story driven game, and people want more of those on Xbox. So if you never played Alan Wake, go play it. It's compatible. Yeah. So what did they say, though, specifically? Because so, they were sort of being cheeky about it. Remedy, the, the developer of Alan Wake, <laughs> has acquired the publishing rights back from Microsoft. This is in a report from Global Newswire, uh, which is uh, you know over in Europe. Remedy has just received a one-time payment of 2.5 million euros for royalties on previously released games. In relation to this, they note, the publishing rights of Alan Wake games are reverted to Remedy, meaning they went back to Remedy. So uh, now earlier this year, Remedy had explained that they do own the rights to the IP, Mm -hmm. but they had said it's never quite as simple as that. So Microsoft always had a a foothold there, and that is no longer the case. So the full control, full and total control of Alan Wake is now back in Remedy's own hands. So start spinning up your your uh, fan theories for what Alan Wake 2 could look like. Because that game, you know, if we're lucky, maybe that's the project that they launch into after Control, uh, which is out soon. Yeah. The game's going to be out in two months. Wasn't there a video that they released that they're like, it could come anywhere? Uh, Implying that it could also come to PlayStation. Oh, oh I, I would f- imagine that... Mm-hmm. Alan Wake 2, if it does ever exist, will be a multi-platform game. Yeah. yeah. Unless Sony signs them to pu- you know to be the publisher on it, or Microsoft does go back and 
and sign a you know a, a, a short term deal with them of some kind. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't you know I wouldn't rule that out. Um, I imagine they would want to go multi platform just because there's so many 360 owners who are now solely in the PlayStation ecosystem. That and it it costs so much money to to develop any modern game that mm-hmm. you you're going to oh, want to yeah. you know cast as wide a net as wide of a potential sales net. That's the crazy that thing about exclusives is there's there's such this marquee approach to them, and yet they're pretty consistently they sell worse than well that's not multi, true no no the, the, it, but they're kind of boom or bust though well yes because like Spider Man Insomniac Spider Man on PS4 it's done I think twelve last time I was like twelve million mm-hmm. something like that on one platform they're not even on a PC the way that Xbox stuff goes to PC right twelve million PlayStation Four copies but if you get if you have the full backing of the that's, platform holder that's the thing. and yeah. the game's great and it hits it strikes a chord. You know, if, if everything comes together, you've you don't need to be on three platforms. Well, that's the crazy thing is it takes so much to make that does. viable, right? Yeah, <clears throat> and which is why you see those marquee things coming out of first party studios because that's all they're working on. Exactly, and they know it has to be great. Otherwise, exactly. they just wasted four years. I mean, not wasted. There but. was a there was a quote a story I didn't put in here this week, but. Uh, a, a official at Square Enix mm-hmm. was saying, "Oh, we we want our Marvel Avengers game to we we hope it does better than than Spider Man." Yeah, it's okay. like well, well, a of it course, it, not it's yeah. we'll see about quality wise. Yeah, but sales wise, I would hope it does. Even speaking, regardless of outside of it being a, a total disaster of a video game, like if it's a half decent game, I would hope it outsells it. Because it's on yeah. three platforms, yeah. That yeah, you would hope that by with having the PC audience and the Xbox audience and the Avengers name behind it, you could That's you could the equal thing. the sales of, of uh, Spider-Man on PS4. Even if that game is a seven, right? right? Even if yeah. it's good, not great, mm-hmm. not terrible. Uh, the Marvel's Avengers name is huge, and it's nowhere near as bankable as Spider-Man, right? Well, I think I, I mean think, I think maybe it is the, now. Of the I, I still don't think so. I still think Spider-Man is probably the most bankable superhero outside of Batman, Batman. and then maybe Superman. Batman and Superman first, for sure. You think? Over Spider-Man? Absolutely. No, I would. I, I think Spider-Man's Batman, Spider-Man. Up Spider-Man. That'd be my one, too. I think it's Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, Avengers. It's Batman and now. Superman are number one and two. <laughs> okay. Can you please show fight, me your work? Fight, 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 <laughs> yeah. fight, fight. This study's actually been done before. Has I think. it? Yeah. I used to really be into comics, and like those are the two most recognizable superheroes, I believe. And yeah, then it's then it, then the Marvel heroes, while often more popular, like Wolverine's probably up there, Spider-Man's up there for sure. But I think DC gets the Superman, Batman. We could probably just do a Google Trends for this. <laughs> I mean, anyway, yeah. beside yeah. the well, point. Well, today, there's a Spider-Man movie coming out today, so... So I'll be right. So let's do it today. Yeah, can we leave and go see that movie, actually? Uh, I yeah. would love that because I'm very that. excited to see that Me movie. Me too. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it's just, it's it's great. It doesn't mean anything today sure. that Remedy has full control of Alan Wake back. But um, I will tell you that the topic of Alan Wake 2 came up in uh, my July episode of IGN Unfiltered, which isn't going to air till later this month, but it. I shot it at E3 with Sam Lake right. from mm-hmm. Remedy. So cat's out of the bag a little early on Unfiltered, which is fine. Um, you want to give us a little hint? Well, I just did. We talked about Alan Wake, too. <laughs> Not that it's a thing that's A happening, little hint about how his feelings on it? Yeah. 
Okay. So it, I, of course, had to ask him about it, yeah. and he gave me a, a very interesting answer. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, and again, you look at, there are two projects that Remedy is on, because you, you have to remember, after they does, after their partnership fizzled, and I say that with no, like, yeah, no animosity, animosity or, or malice toward anyone, uh, either Microsoft or Remedy, you know, they, they did split, they're working on multiple projects at Remedy now. They always used to be a single project studio. So they're working on um, the Smile Bit, or sorry, uh, no, cross, Crossfire? I think it's the thing with Sega. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It was, it was at the Microsoft E3 conference. Yeah, they showed a CG trailer. Up. Yeah. That's not at all what the gameplay So like. they're doing, <laughs> I think, the campaign part that? of that game, for, and then another developer is doing the multiplayer, or it might have been vice versa. Mm-hmm. But So they're working on that and Control, which uh, we're going to have a lot more on Control very soon. I have <laughs> no hint. memory of this from the E3 conference. Um, sir, yeah, I've. It, it was like for, it was towards the they're end. They're fighting right on like the an airline carrier, and then they get blown up, and they land in the water, and it's also search for fun. remedy crossfire. You got it. I just I, I did. I, I'm seeing sort of a gif of the trailer. Anyway, uh, when you said so, crossfire, I immediately thought of that like Asian Counter Strike clone, which has been the biggest game in the world forever, from 2007. But oh yeah, no, I don't think it's that. But um. But you know, I don't know what, what sort of the status of that is. I guess that's ongoing. But the control team at Remedy is—they're uh, finishing up what what I would consider a seems sure seems like a triple A single player narrative driven game mm-hmm. that'll be out at the end of August, and they've reacquired the publishing rights to Alan Wake. You, I would imagine that there are there's a probably at least a small group of people at Remedy who is probably if not in actual pre-production on their next game, they're narrowing down the list of options of yeah. what to do next, and Alan Wake 2 is back on the table. They're at least exploring it, right? They'd yeah. Be, yeah. I mean, I think they'd have to find to make sure someone's willing to publish it for them. Sure. Somebody's got to fund it. I think it's got enough enough of brand awareness that it, it might... It's probably not going to be... I mean, it might not be an easy sell, but it's certainly sellable, right? There are enough publishers I mean, out there. If they show it, cool gameplay, people will buy. Yeah. I know it's, we just... Go ahead. Speaking of cool gameplay, uh, even if Alan Wake 2 doesn't come out mm-hmm. right in the foreseeable future, uh, there is something that's very, very similar to it in that the um, that new Blair Witch Project game um, that would debut, oh, yeah. debut during E3. Yes, with the German Shepherd. With the, <laughs> with the German Shepherd, who apparently is a major part of that game. You, He's a, he's a, speaking my language. He's right a now. good boy and an important boy. Did we hear more about it? Uh, yeah, there was a news story. It's out August thirtieth, and we haven't seen a thing. It's from it's Blooper because they're right? Bloop, uh, Bloober, Bloober, right? Blue, yeah. Bloober team. But I mean, there wasn't like blue, there were no be, there were no it wasn't on no. the show floor, and there were no behind closed doors demos. Correct. Yeah. Correct. They so, were they were they were shopping around like live show appearances and stuff, but they didn't have an editorial. Like, a, I mean, hit me up for how scary it is. As Damn. good as that trailer was, the fact that they unveiled it at E3, happen. it's out on August 30th, and they didn't show anyone the game at E3 raises a bit of a red flag. For I them. imagine we'll see it at Gamescom. It, it'll be coming out like a week later <laughs> when by the time we get to Gamescom. Yeah. 
Um, maybe Comic Con they'll show something unless it's delayed. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I mean it's just it's just a strange. I mean again, I agree. I thought the trailer looked fantastic. Yeah, that runway doesn't look. But good, it's does but it? yeah, it's just like this. Not it's like it's like having a first trailer for a movie like two months before it drops and then not showing anything else. Well, maybe they want a short marketing cycle. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they, well, maybe the game's good, but their marketing budget is non-existent. That could be. You know what I mean? But I mean, you know, it strikes all the same chords, right? You're a dude. You're walking in the woods. You got a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Lots of spooky stuff. It looks great. This time they're they're um, this time, <laughs> they're also introducing the uh, sort of Outlast camcorder thing, um, and there was a dev diary. I wanted to know if it was Red Barrels, because that's who you know did Outlast. Did originally. Outlast? I don't know if they've changed their name since then, but uh, really, really interested to see how they incorporate that mechanic in this mm-hmm. game. But they're saying like the the camcorder will be. Um, used in sort of like a puzzle element, a puzzle capacity. There's a there's a dev diary online, but they're saying like you look through it and the world sort of either changes or reacts based mm-hmm. on what you're seeing through it. Interesting. Um, and, be, and that's solely because Blair Witch was all about found footage, so they really wanted to incorporate the camcorder in an interesting way. I want to watch Blair Witch again. I don't. Mm. I saw it once in theaters. It's not scary. The kids it's are It's not annoying. super scary, but... Once you know it's not real, the kids are super annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Dest- with, with Alan Wake... Dustin, they died. They okay. did not die. have some Their respect. <laughs> With Helen Wake 2, I mean, I, I could see Microsoft do trying to get a, a nice uh, PR win mm-hmm. for, and, and getting their fans fired up. It's like, okay, quick aside. The, the studio acquisitions have all been great. When was the last time, for real, that Xbox fans got... Super, super fired up for a new game. I mean, I guess Halo. Gears. But, yes, we're all excited about I'm talking, but like a, like, a ripple through the industry kind of excited. The world like, over, like a yeah. Death Stranding kind of excited. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Halo 3. It's It's been a while. It's been a while. And so, you know, and Alan Wake 2, I'm not saying it's a death, it's a Kojima kind of level thing, but. I think that's an industry problem. I don't know if that's an Xbox. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't like want to get, I don't want to get off in the weeds. Well, if you think about it, like Last of Us, people get really excited for. Yeah. Death Stranding, totally new IP, trying something new, artistic. Nobody really knows what the hell that game is. So, yeah, they're excited. But uh, other than that, it's like first person shooter, third person top down. Right. We know the genres now, and everybody just develops. Right. In Nobody's the boxes. fired up about Crackdown. Nobody's fired up about you know like again, people were, but on a yeah. no, but not on a like mass scale. Of, um, no, not you know all. Alan Wake. I could you know if Microsoft came back in and said, okay, well, hey Remedy, we know you've got the rights to this back, but you know, hey, we'd love to just make an arrangement. We'd love to to do Alan Wake. Second party. I'd say I'd say the last time we saw a spark that kind of ripped yeah. through the industry was the Battle Royale Project genre. Project Spark. Battle Royale <laughs> genre. But but yeah, just with yeah. Microsoft specifically though I'm talking. Microsoft about. specifically I That's mean, what I'm you know Sony Yeah. yeah Halo, Spider Spider-Man was that was one of those moments God of War was God of War. Yeah. yeah. Last of Us No, two. we haven't had a rise they, experience like that in a long time. And so that's what I'm saying like Alan Wake 2 could be a nice like spark to light a fire under the xbox community uh it would i don't know conversely, man. i don't think that brand is big enough even if it comes out it, and it looks f- amazing it has to be like naughty dog caliber alan like storytelling let me, oh, and i'll keep going though um sony there was a story this week you know because this is a xbox show but uh sony made a statement this week sort of talking about ps5 that they said hey we're content is is king and we are open to mergers and acquisitions Sony said Moving, that. Yeah. 
So it's because Xbox what, made everybody up. What if what if Sony goes in and makes Remedy? You know, Remedy has made yeah. Sony kind of games, single player, narrative driven games for many many years and done it well. What if Sony goes in and you know you, Microsoft has bought eight studios? What if what, what if Sony goes in and says to Remedy and makes them a great offer? And what if they just buy Remedy and then Alan Wake Two is a a PlayStation Five exclusive? It could happen. Well, then what good if for Remedy. could happen? Yeah, good yeah. for them. What if uh, Xbox buys PlayStation? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Is Microsoft going to buy Nintendo? <laughs> Uh, that's they're, then, they're they're buddy buddy now. And then uh, that's not and then ten, ten cent buys them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nexon. Oh my! Not Nexon. They don't have they don't have that ten cent money. Yeah, who's the ten cent? Nettie is sort of the big guys. Oh, is that who I'm thinking of? Maybe Net Nettie is. Who's the other the massive? Dropped hundred million dollars on the other massive cent. one. Not ten cent, but the other one. Nettie's right. Nettie's. Nettie's. Yeah, yeah. The two like mega conglomerate like. Beyond wealthy, yeah, they like ten cents really big. They secretly ten cent owns a chunk of Activision. They own a chunk of Riot, uh, Epic. Yes, yeah, Riot. They have a actually. I think they own the majority of Riot now. I think ten ten cent has like a five percent stake in Tesla. Oh really? Yeah, I mean ten cent is a unbelievably wealthy and powerful company in in. The gaming industry and beyond. Yeah. Anyway, that's we're I didn't getting realize way they off were, track. I didn't realize they were outside we're, uh, the game industry now. We're like 53 minutes. Yeah, way off track here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let me do, let's just do maybe, yeah, we'll just buzz through these real quick. EA executives are giving up their bonuses for fiscal 19 after a disappointing year. As Why the, were they getting bonuses this year? Cool. Because I I that's care. how this country works. And they fire 300 people, have yeah, a massive and, failure and in quarter one and quarter two. Big right. bonuses for everybody. Yeah, mo- seven figure bonuses. Asshole. Well, at that level of the, sorry, <laughs> at that level of corporate <laughs> not structure. Whoops. Don't apologize for it. At that yeah, level I mean, of the corporate structure, a bonus is built into the job. It right? is. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a disgusting age of capitalism. That at least that part of it. I honestly I don't care about this at all. Like, like Dustin said, they fire I, they I, fire I, hundreds of employees, and and this is a this is a hundred percent. Yeah. No, and PR. believe me, it's I'm, PR. And I felt tricked when I tweeted it out, and I'm I'm a little salty yeah. about it. I mean, I'm not you know? I'm not yeah. celebrating them by by mentioning this. Not more, at all. No. But it's more just to bring attention to the the issue itself of like, of why should you give it up? You just shouldn't get it. Yeah. Because you had a disappointing year. Well, yeah, it's just built a, into their contract. Listen to this. I would say abysmal year. As de- as detailed in a summary of EA's business on the U.S. Uh, the SEC website, CEO Andrew Wilson and his executive staff have elected to not receive the monetary bonuses they would typically be paid as part of EA's pay for performance compensation philosophy. Elected. Oh, we know it's okay. It's all right. Like. You shouldn't get it They're if you're making if your company yeah if your company doesn't perform to the expectations that you and your shareholders have set it shouldn't be an oh well I'll be the good guy and mm-hmm. I'll I'll just uh, pass on that bonus like no that's not how life should work yeah. but it does unfortunately that's the way our our current setup works EA and Activision have been doing some gross stuff for a long time oh. and it's catching up to them finally. Their stocks well, are doing poor. It's cyclical. You know? When I first started, <clears throat> I did a news story with Mitch Dyer about how EA is turning things around now. So it's all cyclical. Every couple of years, there's a new bag. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's, uh, hey, uh, all we can do, uh, if what okay. I would like to see, what I, what I think will happen is that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 
will be an a very good to excellent game that sells very good to excellently, uh, and then EA goes back to never making games like that again. Meaning single player story driven games with no monetary hooks in them. How much longer do they have the license? EA stocks down twenty seven uh, percent for I the think. year, but they're still like a hundred dollars a share. But but the the twenty seventh percent down year over year definitely matters. Thirty six percent for Activision for yeah. the past year. Wow. Yeah. But what I want to see happen is because you know yeah we all get kind of cynical. The community gets cynical of like oh yeah EA is EA. They're always going to be terrible, but. I'm a big sports fan. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can always – sports franchises can be historically terrible until they're not. Yeah. Until someone comes along, usually at the top, a, an ownership or a leadership change, and suddenly there's a culture uh, – the culture changes. The New England Patriots were a pretty much embarrassing. Abysmal. Until – Bill Robert Belichick. Kraft yeah. and Bill Belichick came along. I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors were – They have a, a history yes. of – Below Until par. Joe LaCobb and that ownership group comes in and they install Steve Kerr and you know they develop the, you know, the, the player development of Curry and, and yeah. Clay and all these guys. And uh, the Cubs, the, the most historically sure. inept team ever until the Ricketts family comes in and invests a bunch of money in the team and puts the, you know, they hire, um, what's his face, Epstein, Theo Epstein from the Red Sox mm-hmm. and the curse is broken, and now they're like perennially a good team. So, the point being, I hope that maybe Jedi Fallen Order is the start of them actually making more uh, consumer-friendly AAA games without garbage laced through them. Whatever they did with Apex worked. I just, think. Yeah. I and think I'm not saying get your hands out of the creative side. Right. And I'm not saying that they're not going to just altogether stop making microtransaction-y games. They're, those will always exist, but hopefully they will be the... Uh, it'll be a much more balanced portfolio yep. than it is now. Stop, stop forcing Frostbite. In my opinion... That too. In my yeah. opinion, well, that's a that's, huge... That if, would be if I huge. were CEO, if I were named CEO of EA tomorrow, yeah. that's that would be my literally my first order of business is message to all development teams... Use whatever technology you want. Mm-hmm. If we need to pay a, a licensing fee to Epic or to whoever, we'll we'll uh, yeah. we'll work that out for you. Mass what, Effect was developed in that engine, yeah. the Unreal Engine, until Andromeda, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, the granted that game had problems that weren't yeah. simply technical many, in nature. But how many failures do you need because of that yeah. engine before you're just like, okay, you're so right. Yeah, yeah, that'd be my first move as EA CEO. B- billion dollar failures probably, mm-hmm. and it's just like, all right, yeah, sure, keep making people use it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, knock yourself out, buddy. What were we saying? <laughs> just being salty about yeah, nice EA. little salt session. About well, but EA. I, you know, again, that's I hope I wanted to be clear. Like I, I don't want to just succumb to the typical knee jerk internet response. Like I hope that there, the, the whole the lead, the the voluntarily a, not taking the bonus thing is stupid. Yeah. But uh, I mean, at least they're not doing. It would be even more gross. If it's it's less gross than if they had just taken it. I mean, that's what happens in every company. That's yeah. yeah. But like, and, and they just quiet. Looking at you, Bobby. You know Kodak. what's what's stupid though? <clears throat> let's what, not let's not call people out. What's I'll call Bobby Kodak Kodak out all day long, <laughs> Brandon. What's, what's stupid though? Don't is, call yeah. me out. If they had taken the bonuses, mm-hmm. 
it wouldn't even be a news story because it's just it would they were it was just built in it's only that they didn't and actually did the quote-unquote right thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a news story and we're now complaining about it so it's they can't look they can't win but i'm not saying they deserve to to win but yeah, it's like to be fair, rocking a hard place. Didn't they make a press release about the fact that they didn't take the bonuses? Um, this I'm or not, is this an investigation? You know what? I grabbed the story. I confess, I grabbed the yeah. story off of IGN. So wherever we reported it from, uh, I'm not. It will. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, while we are disappointed with our t- fiscal 2019 results, we understand the challenges we face, and we will continue to focus on how we can apply the strengths of our company to capitalize on our opportunities to report states. But again, but this to be fair, this I'm not I don't think it was a press release because it did say yeah. a summary of EA's mm. business on the US Securities and Exchange Commission website. So had it's not something. a press release. It is a like a mandatory financial government report filing. Yeah, Andrew Wilson also sold a whole bunch of stocks, so he still got millions of dollars this year. Don't worry, he's okay. <laughs> and, I put that tweet out and everybody had all these facts that I had missed and I felt like a a chump. Well, you know, you it's know, we're not we're I'm human. We're not perfect. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. You know, the only thing I'll say about it is I, I think respectfully, mm-hmm. my opinion is that uh, Star Wars is going to be good, and I think so too. I'm excited to see it, and I'm excited by the prospect that uh, games like that are now on the table at EA. I think if stock is down 27 percent year over year, the first thing they do is lean into what works for them, which is FIFA Ultimate Team, which is. Yeah, Madden Ultimate Team. Madden yeah. Ultimate Team. They are going to double down because at the end of the day, these these are companies, these yeah. are corporations yep. that are beholden to a room full of people that make the decisions based on how much more money can they get year over year. And, and yeah, and the reality is the 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 Ubisofts with you know the Eve Guillemots mm-hmm. of the world are the exception where they they play they have a genuine. Not no BS like care for the creatives and the creative process, whereas mm-hmm. Bobby Kotick's on the actual the opposite complete opposite end of that spectrum, where it is a it is shamelessly there is no care for the creatives or the creative side, and it is it is a, it's a business. pure business. It's a machine, and, and they're not there's they they make no no uh, qualms about qual- it exactly. Yeah, so. Um, and I mean, that's it, it boils down to ultimately, it's up to the consumer, right? To that's right. I mean, that's we we vote with your wallets become kind of a cliche, cliche kind point, of thing, you know? but it oh. it does matter, mm-hmm. it does work if you if enough people do it. Yeah, it does. Because at the end of the day, those businesses that operate like that, like machines, totally within their right to do it. Mm-hmm. Corporations exist for the purpose of making money, or I mean, more often than not, right? Um, I think there are some that exist to like actually have an, a positive impact on the world, but by and large, a company's job is to make money for that's the right. company. So, you know, creative goes in, money comes out, and that's why I'm I'm hoping if Jedi Fallen Order turns out very well, as mm-hmm. I mean, I played it, it felt really good. Wait, you played it? I'm very jealous. Yeah, it was I right, Ju- read about judges, it on IGN.com. That's right. Yeah. No, oh. but I I got to I mean, yeah, because I was our judge, but yeah, I yeah, still yeah. I got to, I did also was able to I wrote about that experience. Oh no no, no I know I totally forgot I was like. I could have played it at E3 because oh, yeah. I, I watched the hands-off part. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you're a judge. Yes. That's right. You could have yeah. watched me play. Yeah. We only had a couple opportunities to play it at E3. So. Yeah. But um, Thanks a lot, Brian. If, if it indeed turns <laughs> out well and so far so good, I do act, I do genuinely hope people vote with their wallet and show EA that like, oh, yeah, like, look, this kind of game can be super successful. Yeah. 
We'll see. I don't know. It has a, one of those stories. <laughs> Surprise me, Candy. Yeah, speaking I'm of which, you're talking about Battle Royale a few minutes ago, Destin. Yeah. They don't have stories because that's not what they're about hmm. until now. Oh. Sort of. So uh, Glenn Schofield, co-creator of Dead Space mm-hmm. and co-studio head with Michael Condry at Sledgehammer up until uh, earlier this year on – or late last year, I guess. You know, they their, their last their, – the Call of Duty games they made, they, they helped finish Modern Warfare 3, but really their Call of Duties were – Advanced Warfare and Call of Duty World War Two. Right. Uh, they were su- they were support on a lot of them before that, right? Well, on Modern Warfare Three, they and adv- uh, Advanced Warfare. No, that was their game. That was their game. Yeah. Right. Okay. But anyway, uh, so you know, Glenn and and Condry were out, uh, and Condry started. We talked about the two, the new Silicon Valley Two K studio. Glenn Schofield has set up shop with PUBG Corp. This is interesting. PUBG Corporation announced the news today that Schofield will be building a, quote, world-class development team from the ground up to help create a new narrative experience within the PUBG universe. The new studio will be located in San Ramon, California, which is uh, just here in the East Bay. Yeah, I was reading this. (laughs) I was cheated, and I read ahead, and I was like, oh, San Ramon. That's like right there. It's not far. Uh, Glenn Schofield, former VP and general manager of Sledgehammer and Visceral, who was instrumental in blah, 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 has been named the head of the studio, which is being called Striking Distance. Uh, And they will be creating an original narrative experience within the PUBG universe. He says, uh, throughout my career, I've had a lot of opportunities to make some remarkable games and tell incredible stories, and each of them has meant something special to me. But now those learnings will help me build a AAA team that can explore new designs and concepts at striking distance. Uh, As a creative, the freedom to explore the PUBG universe has me excited about the possibilities, which I view as beyond the Battle Royale genre. So a single-player PUBG with a narrative-driven campaign from the guy who did Dead Space and the last couple pretty good call of duties yeah uh that there's a lot to be optimistic about right there definitely glenn's track record is very good it is he's uh i've met him a number of times over the years he's a very passionate very creative guy he's an he's an artist on the side he's like done he's had art shows uh, for his his personal art and um yeah i i like the sound of this a lot so are they like building a new studio or are they setting up shop like behind the Chipotle in San Ramon? San Ramon's I mean, not big. <laughs> a triple A team was gonna mean a uh, lot of people. Yeah. Office, they have they have space. a they have an office space that's largely been vacant. Maybe they're like I know the the town really well. I lived yeah. there when I moved to California for like four years. Uh it's a small town, so I'm just sort of intrigued about the logistics of where they're gonna be working. Mm. Yeah. We'll drive on by and let us know. Go scattered out. Yeah. See if you see any, uh, you know, yeah. any any big name developers going in there for job interviews that we can hang s- out. secretly report on. Yeah. Um, Day seven of the stakeout <laughs> at the In and Out parking lot. <laughs> but th- this is what's interesting to me about this is this is almost kind of the opposite of of first person shooter trends right now. The, the the trend is to go towards the battle royale, towards the multiplayer experience, away from the campaign a- narrative experience. And they're they Apex just launched their battle pass today. Yeah. Yeah. And and now PUBG, I mean, they're obviously they're not walking away from the battle royale genre, but now with the studio, they're they're looking to go the other way and have a 
narrative-driven uh, campaign experience, which that's you're speaking my language right now. Yeah. What happened with PUBG is PUBG was fantastic. It may still be. I've really been itching to actually hop in and just see what it's like today. Uh, the problem is uh, Call of Duty launched, and it's basically PUBG but really polished. And that hurt PUBG a lot, I think. So now you have these two franchises that are similar, or, or two battle royales that are similar in visual style, and uh, one's just way more solidified of an idea. You know, I hadn't thought about it till you said it that way, and that's like it's 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 effectively as if PUBG is, uh, as as Call of Duty encroached on their multiplayer space, mm -hmm. they are now encroaching on Call of Duty's campaign space. <laughs> and the, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't think right? of that. The, the yeah. bar, and the, the bar in recent years overall for Call of Duty campaigns is not very high. Yeah. I mean, again, the I... Last, the last one being created by Glenn Schofield. That's right. <laughs> and it was it was good. I, I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed World War II campaign. I, didn't, I wouldn't call it great. I'd say it was good to very good. And same with Advanced Warfare. Uh, there wasn't a campaign last year. Uh, I didn't like Infinite Warfare's campaign. I know a lot of people did, though, so I don't want to pass that. I don't want to gloss over that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of coming, coming at Call of Duty here in a, in a roundabout way, mm -hmm. which I'm all for it. If, if PUBG, if Glenn Schofield and Striking Distance ends up giving me the Call of Duty campaign that we should have had, the last number of years, I'm all for it. I think if you play PUBG, that is not that is not the same shooter as Call of Duty, right? Uh, no, no, I think not. I think that looks more like maybe an Arma campaign. You what may do, very well be right. I mean, I mean it's an Arma mod, isn't it? Yeah, but but I mean, yes. like a, like a one, like <laughs> yeah. a one shot one kill, like uh, large all, scale, like think all gillied up the game, right? Right. Well, okay, yeah. great. I'm down. Uh, and it's set in Russia, right? Isn't it? Isn't PUBG yeah. theoretically? Um, Pachinki. Pachinki. I, that's cool. I'll be great if he. It's this essentially works out to be stalker <laughs> again. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? That sounds good. Um, uh, is the new Call of Duty? I I didn't play it and I haven't read too much. But um, is that a campaign? Yes, oh it, yeah, yeah. yeah? The, the oh, new that was yes. the whole divisive thing, right? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Naughty Dog X writers are working on it or something. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I gotta uh, catch it's, up. It's, I gotta uh, catch up on the facts. Yeah, Taylor and uh, I forget the other gentleman's name that are the two narrative leads on it. Mm. But yes, it is. Uh, read all about it on IGN. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this is going to be the year for a truly the first truly great Call of Duty campaign in many years i think for for me the last Amazing genuinely PUBG. great call of duty campaign for me it's probably black ops one and a lot of people i know a lot of people like black ops two i i did not like that campaign i thought it was kind of hackneyed and not that great i agree but i i i know it, people are going to shit all over me for this, but I still think Black Ops 1 is probably my favorite multiplayer I, in this series. Oh, favorite multiplayer. And, well, the campaign was really good, too. I, see, I think, I think... I love the time jumping. I, I think I would still give Modern Warfare 1, Call of Duty 4. Call of Duty 4, yeah. I think that's probably still, I think, the best campaign that's ever been in the series. I think but, so. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, but I, I would actually put Black Ops 1's campaign... For me, that's the second best campaign. Mm. 
I think the, the right whole with thing you. with the with Mason and the numbers and the ending of that game. Yeah, like there were a lot of great missions, the SR seventy one Blackbird, and, but the the ending. If uh, I mean, there is, I mean, I guess it's spoiler uh, times way up, but the the twist with JFK. Yeah, is was so good. This that that this little like stinger at the end, yeah. like oh really? It delivered in a way like really good spy movies do, yes. where you think you know what's going on the entire time, and then you find out not only are you wrong, but you're so wrong <laughs> that you stop and think like, oh my god, I need to watch this again, right? But Call of Duty, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare had, I think you're right, hands down, probably the best campaign. I mean, one of your protagonists is flying to a battle zone in a helicopter yeah. a friggin nuke goes off your chopper goes down it's, and you crawl out and die yeah i don't remember if the <laughs> such a good <laughs> moment i don't remember if the sum of all fears the uh the tom clancy movie star oh yeah yeah, ben yeah. Affleck was yes. before or after that where the nuke the, the they actually set the nuke off yeah they actually set the nuke off and the chopper goes down yeah. it, was just, it, it had to have been after because i think i remember or maybe i just saw it after but i remember thinking like Still there from Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, that campaign was fan, and and then they introduced like the AC one thirty levels where it was yes, just the gunship. Like everyone had seen it, everyone had seen that footage from Operation Desert Storm and Desert Shield. Uh, the first time you actually have that power at your fingertips, I remember thinking like this is very, like this is very, <laughs> like the ability to kill someone from a mile away, not a, not just kill someone but destroy a town from, you know. Up in, the, up in the heavens, like I, I remember thinking, just like, oh god, I'm. I f- this is really irresponsible. It, it was also just great game design because you were just subverting player expectations yeah. and just throwing in some variety to yeah. the gameplay. Yeah. For, oh, all of a sudden, I'm like, just I'm up here, basically, I'm God bombing people. Yeah, yeah. But did you did did either of you feel that way? And maybe it was just me, but I remember thinking like, oh my god, I can end this person's life, and they have no idea that a they're being watched, or b it's coming, or any of nah, that. Nah, I was just in video game okay. mode. I mean, it was it was a purely fictional story. It's for sure. Like if, I'm not. If it had been framed as like, well, remember remember. Konami was going to make that game that they announced and then canceled a month later. The um, Fallujah. the Fallujah game, yes. Oh, like that would have been if if I mean that would have they were wise to cancel it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean as a pure work of fiction, I, it didn't yeah. affect me. At I all. mean, yeah, I didn't write any poetry about it or anything, but I remember <laughs> I remember feeling a sense of responsibility that like, goddamn, you know, <laughs> this is uh. This isn't quite the mechanic. Quite anyway, the level. Uh, okay, so Destin, your job is to infiltrate striking distance. There's an in and out there. Get, I'm on it. Your, your job is to get within striking distance of striking distance. There's a Dairy Queen like report 10 minutes away. <laughs> and just keep us uh, uh, up to speed on what's going on. My that kind studio. of mission. Uh, Peanut butter parfaits for life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. But uh, real before I do, Cuphead. So the at E3 last year, 2018, they announced a DLC expansion, The Delicious Last Course. New bosses, new, you know, a whole bunch of new stuff. They And they had just said, 2019. Well, here we are in summer 2019, and uh, Studio MDHR came out today and said, eh, nope, sorry, 2020. So we got to wait a bit longer for that expansion. But it is at because it, A, just needed more time, and B, is for the health of the studio. Because the, the, the studio, of course, the Moldenhauer family, and then a handful of other folks that work with them mm. said, um, 
the development of the original game taught us a great deal about the importance of making things in a way that's healthy and sustainable for our team. With that in mind, we're taking a page right out of Chef Saltbaker's book. That's uh, seemingly the protagonist or antagonist, rather, in the in the expansion. And spending the time necessary to get the recipe just right. So we're moving the release of the delicious last course for all platforms to 2020. Good. I mean, we don't want them to to suffer in their work life balances just so we can play their, you know, play some more Cuphead yeah. a few months sooner. I disagree. Oh. <laughs> I don't want them to see their families <laughs> finish the game. Oh, man. No, that's fine. Um, uh, I think Meathead had, or sorry, <laughs> Super, Super Meat Boy Meathead. had to do this all. I love you. Just, yeah. that's, that's the crossover we need. Yeah. Yeah. Cuphead and, and Super yeah. Meat Boy. Yeah. Meathead. Voiced <laughs> hey, by Jack that Black. Be, that, Chad. That could be cool. I don't know. <laughs> Super Meathead? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, and the, the reality, too, is it's not as if. From a, from a business perspective, it's not as if Cuphead, it's not as if they're they've got like a ton of momentum riding off of the oh, yeah. the release and they're they're risking losing that momentum. It's like right. yeah, I mean it was you know the game came out almost two years ago, right? So you know when it when it whenever it comes out, it will probably be in this you know sort of same place with people in people's minds that it. That it would have if it had come out this year. They just had to rehand draw everything on the switch, so you know, give them a break. That's how it works, right? That's exactly it. You you are so good at game development. Why do you still work here? You should be a game developer. Yeah, you know everything about making video <laughs> games. But uh, no, yeah. Best wishes to Studio MDHR. Um, happy to play that whenever it's done because we are we live in a gilded age where there are no shortage of video games, uh, brand new video games at any time. So there's no no rush, no need to kill yourselves to get uh, Cuphead's expansion out there. All right, we got to roll, but July Games with Gold inside yeah. all month long, the rightful 2016 game of the year. Sorry, Overwatch. Sorry, Doom. It's my game of the year from 2016. <laughs> I had um, Garrett Young. I don't know if he's listening to this. He was uh, one of the, the leads on Doom 2016 at its software. He replied to I tweeted this and he replied and he was like, "No love for Doom 2016? Oh come on, man!" <laughs> and I kind of got the sense like I think he was serious, like dude, because you mean, loved it. I love Doom. You were like, but the biggest inside Doom is champion. Yes, we. I will, I will say this right now. I we're we're a team of individual people. We don't always agree with each other, and that's a good thing. And that's the point. We're not just a Borg collective. We gave it to Overwatch we, that year, didn't we? Well, the game we of the did. year we did, yeah. and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's what people voted for. It's yeah. not what I voted for. <laughs> but we, I will say, if Garrett's listening, and to anyone else, I would have given Doom. I wish I'd been able to do our Doom review. Uh, I would have oh. given it a much higher score than IG. I remember that review. Just let it go. It's. Uh, I want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> see. Do you just see? That's we're yeah. we're, a, we're a collection of different voices and opinions. Yeah. Um, Dissenting yeah. opinions. <laughs> uh, Doom was tremendous, but no. It, Inside was was my game of the year for 2016. It was unreal. So play it. It's it's three hours long and it's free if you're a gold subscriber, which I suspect just about everybody listening to this podcast is. And it has one of the most shocking ending moment, like ending parts. It's not like the end of the game, but it's it weird. is. Yes. It, well, Get ready. It's what? just, it will leave oh, yeah. you, you will be thinking about inside <laughs> long after you've finished the yeah. game. Also, and, uh, in a good way. Speaking of, 
Did that thing ever arrive? No, they sent out a. They're, they've, they're still working on it. It's still they're coming. still working on it's it. It's still coming together. They're Put still, a bunch of rubber together. And, they're, they're, all right, yeah. they're still testing it. Was, you know what I'm no, saying? gross. It's a family show, right? It's not anymore. Right. Uh, no, I guess don't, not. Uh, don't forget to mention uh, Castlevania also. Get that from July 1st to the 15th. Which Symphony one is that? of the yeah. Night? Symphony? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 360 game that's obviously everything. All the games with gold are backwards compatible. Uh, and then in the middle of the month, uh, Big Crown Showdown takes over. Oh, yes. Okay. And then the on 360, but compatible on Xbox One, July 16th to the 31st, Meet the Robinsons, which was a, a like Disney movie tie-in game. So play inside. I have no memory. kids. Yeah. Do it. All right. Super late. Real quick. Uh, well, I'm going to save loop. We'll just go do loot box next time. But trivia, I'll give you guys a chance here. Anki from Bloomingdale, Illinois. Thank you so much for writing in. Which of these third-party developers appeared in the intro video played at the Xbox One reveal in May of 2013? The we were, reveal. We were talking about this very event earlier in the show. You you I, weren't there, right? It was Ryan? No, no Mitch. I, was there. I, I didn't go. Mitch went. Mitch went. Yeah. I was there. You were there? Do you remember this? No, but they gave us stupid bracelets or something we were supposed to wear. <laughs> I remember that. And this isn't about bracelets. <laughs> okay, man. But, I always um, do try and do experiential things, and I hate it. I oh, hate being a puppet. Don't start me on the <laughs> space poncho thing from the Connect reveal. Well, that's another yeah. show. I mean, hey, at least they didn't usher you from big tent to big tent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, More lessons yeah. to be learned. Dustin Cranky is was one at, of my favorite I was at that one, too. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, hey, I'm, you have to wear this bracelet. I'm not wearing a bracelet. <laughs> I don't even wear lanyards at events. I put them in my back pocket, and if somebody asks to see them, I show them. But I'm not wearing a branded lanyard all... Uh, Ugh, I hate that. It's a big pet peeve of mine. Um, so this is a good question from Ankit here. And, and I admit, I did not know this one because I think I've blacked out most of that Xbox One reveal event. <laughs> it was a lot of metrics. Well, remember, uh, remember the, there was that like... Is this like, the Connect one? Like, bam? No, no, no. Is. This is the TV, TV, TV thing. Yeah. But, but Connect was part of it. They had like yeah, every... Yeah, was. Sonata was on the stage. They had the heads of like every vertical there representing yeah. Right. It. And I was just going to say, they remember... Bonnie Ross there as well, talking about Halo. But remember, the a guy that got a bunch of stage time was the the like... The TV, TV, TV guy. Yeah. yeah. Was he the guy that dressed and, and in like all black? Yeah. Okay. And he's like that. He's like disappeared. I don't know if he even if he still works at Microsoft, if he left. But like that guy was I don't think he was ever seen again. You know who else disappeared? The guy. Don Patrick. <laughs> yeah. He went to Zynga. Yeah. And then I think he's out of Zynga oh, now. He too. literally he, disappeared. No, no. He golden parachuted out oh, okay. into Canada where he's from. Yeah. And he hasn't been has not been publicly heard from. So, so he went to Zynga. Zynga. Where do, they gave him a big sign-on bonus, and the for go, Zynga. And I'm not kidding yeah. about the golden parachute. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. he got tens of millions of dollars to leave. Where do yeah. the ultra rich settle down in Canada? Probably Vancouver, Toronto, right? Vancouver. Vancouver. I mean the big yeah. city, right? Yeah, yeah, but there's nothing like I don't know. Where, where are rich people in America? So, oh well, like if the you, Hamptons uh, or something. According Toronto to, or Vancouver, I guess. According to uh, Jurassic. World Fallen Kingdom. It's like yeah. some giant mansion with a whole underground like dinosaur cage thing going on. Yeah, we have what? lots of those though. Don't watch that movie. It's Just so kidding. bad. Probably Vancouver. You're probably right. West Coast is more. Anyway, you know the Toronto Raptors he's from aren't actual oh, Raptors. He went to Vancouver then. Yes. Yeah, he's from. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's the question? <laughs> it, the question is this. So what? 
there were some big names that showed up in like an, a sizzle video thing yeah, yeah, of yeah. like, here comes the Xbox One. And it, you had. Uh, I like that. Right? I like that a lot. I'm available to host the Scarlet Reveal. Uh, Todd Howard, was he in there? My Anaconda. Hideo Kojima, was he in there? Vince Zampella, was he in there? Keiji Inafune, did he make an appearance in that? So it was one of those four. What do you do? You have an idea? I did not know, so I would I would I have gotten I'd, this wrong, or I'd be guessing. I don't know. I can imagine two or three. There's only one person on this list I can imagine not having been there, but and that's probably the person. But who? I'm pick first. You pick first. No, do you know? It's great radio, you I, guys. I don't know, but I have a very strong suspicion. I'm going to say B, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> I'm going to say C, Vincent Pella, because that was right when Titanfall was being hyped up. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, Todd always ha- has had a great relationship with Microsoft. He's mm-hmm. done a lot with them. Inafune, of course, uh, Dead Rising, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's done a ton of stuff. Oh, Mega crap. Ma- I could know. see Todd doing the Skyrim thing because Oblivion was so huge on the 360. The, the reason I said Vince, Kojima is because it would have been weird to see Kojima on Xbox. Yeah, that's true, too, like courting the sort of Japanese game and, development and market. And Metal Gear came out there, so yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Destin is, is exactly correct. God! Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, it was indeed Ko- Kojima broke up. the streak. <laughs> Son of a. So, this is the Thank first you, time. Pete. First time anybody's gotten on the board in a while. Yeah. Let's see here. Bam. That's for you. <laughs> Whatever. And Keith said, "P.S. This is for Destin." Bam. Where is? <laughs> I hope I said his name right. A n k e t. Anyway, thanks, dude. Huh. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Where's Destin's? I can't find Destin it. Destin. Two. Who, what's the standing? I don't uh, think. Destin, six points. Miranda, four. Brandon, three. Nice. Okay. Whoa. So, also, I'm not on a lot of episodes it's, either. Uh, it's all Also, I wasn't on Unlocked for like eight weeks. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You're welcome for a smooth E3 schedule, you big dingus. <laughs> So, all right, we didn't get you anything special for Unlocked 400, but we did get you an hour and 25-minute episode, which is a good bit longer than usual. Uh, By the way, if you have an Unlocked Block trivia question, please send it in to unlocked at IGN.com. Need four multiple-choice answers. Note the correct one in your email. Always looking for good Xbox trivia questions that I can try to stump these guys with every week. All right, uh, we're done. Yeah. We did it. 400 yeah. episodes. Let's get out of here. We were all on all 400. We're doing some revisionist history. I've probably been on like 300 of them. You if, pro- you, if you started around 50, I well, probably yeah, you, started around 100. Yeah, you asked You asked on fairly early on in my time. Because it was, it was me and Mitch. Who was, who was our fourth when, uh, when you came on? That was Marty, wasn't it? Was Marty always there? I been. honestly don't know. I wanted to say that, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I don't it's think uh, it was. It was somebody else. It's a good. Was Steve still here? He wasn't on Unlocked though. But he, yes. Yeah. No, he wasn't on anything. But anyway. Oh my god, dude, that's so long ago. So I think it was me, uh, you, Mitch, and Marty. Sounds about right. Yeah, almost 350 of these for me, somewhere in that neighborhood. Coming up on it, quite a number for you. You're getting up there. I guess. Been on for a, <laughs> like a year and change now, right? You said that like you're dead it was inside. Like, it was early last year. <laughs> no, I, full disclosure, uh, about 40 minutes ago, I smashed my finger and pinched it in the chair. Oh. It hurts like hell and it's bleeding all over the place. Oh, so. oh God, it is. <laughs> 
So I, I'm just happy 400. Man. I'm just I'm just <laughs> quietly squeezing it and trying not to scream into the mic right now. Um, yeah, I think April of last year. I want to say okay, April of. I don't even know whatever what year. year. Is. I'm dead. What inside. year is it? You were right. You 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 guessed it right. Give Destin a point. I'm dead inside. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Um, Remember when right. they kicked me off for like a week? That was fun. For what? No, I'm just kidding. No. It's this dumb thing that happened, and it lasted like an hour. <laughs> okay. No one even remembered. I have so no idea what you're don't. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about inside jokes is they only yeah. work if there are other people inside. The viewers you. might know. Hey, I forgot to play the unlock block segment. Oh, God. The, here, Bye, everybody. Playing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll with it for a minute. For not eight seconds. I got to get used to putting the bumpers back in again. All right. Oh, castle. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what are you putting your finger on the button for? What it's the outro button. Ryan's about to do the outro. And what happens when you press that? It plays the outro, and then I stop recording, and then I have my, my file for okay. the video version. Every, cool. and people if you would have attended my training seminar with this very <laughs> u- incredibly easy to use stream deck, here's the thing: I did like <laughs> like 18 months ago. I did. Anyway, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dmc underscore ryan. Um, I don't have anything fun to talk about right now. I guess. <laughs> no. Thanks for tuning in, no guys. No content. I don't know why you do. It's fine. Yeah. Brandon. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, Brandon Tyrell. I don't also don't have anything fun except I need a band aid right now, and uh, we should get you some medical attention. We are in full on Gamescom prep, so I'm going to disappear for another four weeks. I'm sure. That's I'm it. going to Florida, yes. and I am checking out Guardian Con. The crew over there raised three point seven million dollars for sick kids. Yes, for St. Jude's Hospital. Congratulations! That and is really I didn't cool. tell you guys this. I've been meaning to tell you. You got married. We got it. I got married. No. Uh, the Halo experience is going to be there. At yeah, that yeah, park. yeah. Oh, and CJ and I are, are going to go, and it? we're going to film it Thank and cover God. it. It the... happens to overlap. Yes. And awesome. I emailed PR, and I'm like, Can, like, we happen to be there on your first like reveal. Can we do some footage? So be you looking for that on IGN? And if you're oh, there, well, say hi. When you That's get back, we're cool. going to talk all about it on Unlock. Because yeah. I think it's only in, I want to say, six or so cities. Yeah. yeah. And not this one. I think it or comes to not, L.A. They're not coming here. But it'll be Orlando. I think L.A. is one of them. I think, I think it's in Anaheim. Austin is one of them. We, yeah. like six months ago, maybe four months ago, we were talking about this. Like, well, when, when they announced it. Yeah. But when yeah, when, when can we going. fly out and intersect one of them in a city? Yeah. But that's so cool. I actually saw that's the press great. release so, yeah. yesterday, and I was like, oh. Yeah, so nice. we will look forward to talking to you about that on Unlocked. So are you gone next week? I'm gone the 4th to the 8th, and then I'm back for that. That preview event that you have Stella oh. and I going to. So wait, what's today's the second? Oh, so you'll be back for next week's show. I'm I'll be back Tuesday, but oh, you're I'm leaving at that over the Fourth of July, huh? You yeah. both you and Miranda have to work over Fourth of July. That's terrible. well, my wife's coming. We're trying to make a little thing. Oh, cool. Well, that's good. and also uh, Guardian Con's just more like go hang out with a bunch of Destiny fans. Nice. Yeah, uh, we do a fire team chat there live. You know, that's on uh, on the sixth at three thirty, I believe, and yeah. Sweet. Fran's going to be there. Steven's going. Great. Well, I, so, I, yeah. yeah, look forward to – hope you have fun with that. And mm-hmm. Are you going to do Disney World while you're there? Nope. No. It's terrible that time of year. It's too hot. Yeah. I, I, did, I did it last year, Ryan, and it was awful. It was the worst thing. I'm, I'll never do Disney World again. People say to do Epcot mm. because it's uh, apparently – I've only ever been to Disney World once, but it was 20 years ago. It felt like the same park it's, but bigger. Huh. Same as like Disney. Like, like more spread out, bigger. Yeah. 
And but I like guess I, yeah. I can't imagine Galaxy's we, Edge isn't open there yet. It's only open it's only in California. Here. Yeah. yeah. So it, I'd it, argue it, this park's better right now. Well, it, it, I think I think it opens in Florida in like I, a month or two. I like Disneyland better than Disney World. Well, that's let's yeah. We'll save that for a different show. <laughs> yeah. It's already been an hour and a half. So it also the doesn't have the we gotta humidity. Go. That's the problem. I did go to Disneyland once and it was too hot. I got to the gate and I'm like, I'm not spending ninety dollars to go in just to get heat stroke. Yeah. So <laughs> so I ended up not doing it. I can it. do that for free. No, I ended up not doing it. I Don't can only imagine floor. Orlando is ten times worse. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh <laughs> no, looking forward to talking to you then next yeah. uh, next week's show about about the Halo experience. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. really cool. So uh with that, for Destin and Brandon, I'm Ryan. This was Unlocked Four Hundred. Stick with us for the next four hundred. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.